Hey guys, I'm going to start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm going to give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Tyler. So talk to us about startups. What advice, suggestions, or methods can you give us that will actually help us with our startup? I think strategizing. I think having a plan and just going all in on it, you really have to dedicate yourself to this. So this is this is a beast. Starting your own business in any field is extremely difficult. Cash is always hard to come by at first because you don't have cash flow coming in. So maintaining your working capital is huge. Spending money in the right places, I think is probably was my biggest struggle because you get all these sales reps coming in. You hear about all these cool products, about all this technology, all these things that, oh, standard of care. If you don't have this, you're not going to be successful. I think a salesperson's job is to sell you what they have to sell. So being open-minded to new ideas and new things, but also being, uh, having open eyes to seeing what's really going to have a good return on investment. I think honestly, these, these groups on Facebook were probably one of my biggest resources of places to go, products to try, people to talk to. Ashley's group has been huge for me. I haven't participated in a lot lately just because I've been so busy, but what she created doing that has been, I mean, it's probably saved billions of dollars as far as startups go with dentists spending money in the right places and not wasting and not being taken advantage of because you're able to go on and say, hey, what did you spend for this? Or, hey, I have this and it's a fair price. Or what about this equipment? Things like that. I mean, that that group has has changed dentistry forever. And it's really cool. I don't think she knew that starting mm-hmm. out. I think when she started, she was like, hey, here's what I'm doing. You guys want to watch? Great. Let's do it together. And, and it's turned into this awesome thing where she's She's made some huge connections for people all over the world. Yeah. No, it's awesome, man. So you mentioned ROI. Yeah. What to you has been the best ROI so far when it comes to marketing and brand awareness and attracting new patients? And what's been the worst where you kind of want to give people warnings? The best ROI by far has been me (laughs) doing the social media. Social media is free. It's mind-blowing. I was talking with with another doctor who's an orthodontist, whole other thing. I'm actually doing a podcast with her tomorrow um, about the power of social media and how much money people used to spend to get in front of just a few thousand people or 10,000 people or 100,000 people. I mean, Super Bowl ads, think about it. 30 million people. The way the internet works, if you're consistent enough, you can have an audience of tens of thousands of people without even having tens of thousands of followers. And we were talking about the influence of putting yourself on social media, not necessarily your practice. I mean, everybody thinks that a dentist is a dentist. There's no way 
like, oh, cool, you have an iTero or, oh, you have digital x-rays. Like, that's nice. But what they're really buying is the dentist. Mm -hmm. Am I going to go to this person? Are they going to treat me well? Are they going to take care of me? Do I like their personality? Do I like their approach to helping people? I think is, is the biggest thing. And I know it's really hard at first. It was hard for me at first. And that's the nice thing about these Facebook groups is you can do it in front of your friends, in front of your colleagues first. You can get on and practice live. You can sign up and message Michael to see if he'll do a podcast with you and you can practice. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um, good. So yeah, and, and putting yourself out there is probably, I mean, by far been my biggest ROI. The thing that hasn't worked for me was as far as ROI is probably mailers. I don't really, I, I tried a good effort. They were good mailers. They had all the things that marketing needs. But in my market, it just didn't work. And I think that might just be specific to me because I know it works really well in some other areas, just like Yelp. Yelp in Chicago and New York and Boston is huge. In Dallas, people use it to find a restaurant. Maybe that's about it. So um, you have to kind of be aware of what your market uses for marketing and spend money in the right place. But that's the awesome thing about social media hashtags is how you can do that. You just find your local hashtags and you use those in your posts and you're, you instantly have access to at least a few hundred people. Mm -hmm. um, even if you live in a small town, that might even be better because you have more people paying attention to little things going on in your town. Yeah. No, that's really good, man. Wait, you said um, putting yourself out there. So, so then what, what is specifically are you doing to put yourself, like, what are you saying? What are, you know what I mean? Yeah. The thing I feel like that gets the most attention is answering people's questions. You can do it on TikTok. Uh, you can respond with a video on TikTok, which is awesome. Or I go in my stories on Instagram and I just say, ask me a question. Or I just literally put a random picture of like my kid eating pancakes or like a tooth that I pulled. I mean, it can literally be anything. I have noticed that they usually ask questions that kind of pertain to the photo that you're posting. But it doesn't have to be like anything. It could be a hamburger you ate for lunch yesterday and you'll be like, what kind of foods are bad for my teeth? Like you'll get questions like that. And then you just get on Instagram and you answer those questions. Sometimes I did find a cheat code with this. If you don't have a lot of followers, you can answer your own question. You can mm -hmm. type in like, oh, what's your favorite color? Or where did you go to school? What was your favorite thing about this? And you can kind of cheat that way. I don't really do it that often because now I get enough responses. But initially it was like, no one has answered any questions. Yeah. I'd get on and I would say like, oh, what that's you part as a dental office? Or what do you think about this procedure or that procedure? And you can kind of get yourself out there. And even if you're answering clinical questions, you're still, it's you asking those or answering those questions. And people all the time come into my office like they already know me. They're like, oh, how was your trip to Boston? Like, what's your name again? <laughs> so it's, it's really cool that you can develop that connection with people before spending any time or money on or vice versa. They feel less tied down, I guess, less commitment, which can be kind of a good thing when you're trying to get new friends, new patients, yeah. followers. Through, is it through Instagram or TikTok or you utilize both? I do both. I think... Right now, TikTok is what Instagram was. All of these social media platforms are generational. So right now, and we've talked about this before, mostly grandma and my mom use Facebook a lot. So if you're doing inside marketing, maybe cosmetic 
marketing, that kind of thing, Facebook is fantastic. Or decision makers are probably using Facebook more. Right now, Instagram is kind of that 20 to 30 year old, they're like young moms mm-hmm. or, or your young professionals, that kind of audience. So that would kind of be more where you would want to go uh, for cosmetic work. And then TikTok is kind of that younger generation, maybe like college, high school age, junior high even. And in all of that, people stick with that social media platform. So when I was in dental school, Instagram was becoming popular. And so everyone that's my age has kind of followed Instagram as they get older. Instagram's age is aging, it's progressing, it's staying that same audience. And TikTok's doing the same thing. So it's it started out as maybe like junior high, and now it's like high school, college. And then it's even, it, I see it now creeping into that young professional mm. um, bracket too. So I'm sure there's going to be another social media platform. And then MySpace, MySpace, it's just kind of there, you know, even though it exists anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mom's our friend. <laughs> but He's a hot yeah. friend, yeah. No, oh, okay. Day, man. <laughs> do, you, do you get new patients through? How many patients do you get from Instagram and TikTok? If you, do you know like the difference? Like TikTok, we get 10 or? Yeah, I'd say TikTok is percentage-wise, it's probably like 10 or 15 percent. I haven't really put a ton of effort into it. Just because I put so much effort, like I was talking about, I'm committed to Instagram. So I'm kind of following that age group, but I'm seeing the power of TikTok. I think I really started taking TikTok seriously about a year ago. And I think I have like 50,000 followers on there now. What, so what what does that mean? You took it seriously now? Like what do you mean? Doing? I started posting regularly. I started putting non-generic content up. I think I had five or six posts a year ago and now I have I don't know, like, 50 or 60, maybe. Yeah. I probably post on TikTok like once a week, but I should be doing it more. Um, God. Trying to do it daily. But so with the advice that you're, with the advice that you're giving uh, for startups. Yeah. Instagram then, or what are you thinking? Or like how, if you were to give us like a guideline here. For a startup, if you're an orthodontist or a pediatric dentist, I would say do TikTok heavily. I think TikTok is where those teenagers are looking for content. And I see dentists on there who have like tons and tons and tons of followers. So I think that's like a starting point, but it's all about kind of consistency. Just like being successful at anything, the more you just pound your head into the wall, the more successful you're going to be. There's no shortcuts. There's no tricks. It's really just being consistent. You don't have to perfect every post that you put up. You can watch for trends but you have to have the volume of content in order to be able to see those trends. Oh, more people respond when I do this post, less people respond when I do this post. And so you make more of those posts that people respond to. And then even then you're like, oh, maybe it was actually this chunk of that post that people really enjoyed. And maybe it was this part that people didn't enjoy. And so you kind of find your sweet spot after a while. And even then people get bored. I mean, if content worked for a while, on a specific thing and then it kind of fizzles out. You've got to find a new angle, something else, a different type of photo to post or a different story to try out. Um, I've noticed when I do a lot of question and answer things, people kind of get tired of it. And that's mm-hmm. human nature these days. Yeah. And you can even cross post. You can post the same exact thing on TikTok that you do on Instagram. They're going to have different, different algorithms, different effects. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a way to actually save a lot of time use. Yeah, trade. to do that. <laughs> nice, man. Okay. Yeah. So then with the social media that you're utilizing right now, is that mm-hmm. all you're doing for, for marketing? 
um, I'm not paying for any marketing. I run a few ads on Facebook. I run a few ads on Instagram. I know I paid a boost thing on TikTok, but not a whole lot. I have hired my sister part-time and she helps me come up with content. She'll come into the office two days a week and like we film a silly video or we brainstorm on things. I don't pay her a whole lot. <laughs> you just need something new and he's creative like me, but I, I don't, I mean, most of our ideas were copying other things. We see that's for me. It's not, it's not new stuff. Yeah. So No, that's good. I feel like a lot of the times we get boggled down like, oh, we're going to have this agency take over everything, right? It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I hate to admit it. I mean, I'm friends with some of the people that do that. And I feel like it just becomes a little less authentic. In some situations, it works really well. And even with my sister doing stuff, I'm like, I wish she would have worded it that way. Or I wish she would have used this picture instead of that picture. But also to people just, they don't want perfection. It's funny, this thing worth it honest I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Small businesses think that we need to have stock photos and Photoshopped things in Canva. And Canva is actually great. I love Canva. Mm-hmm. But like, we need to look big. And it's funny, if you look at these big corporations, they're actually contacting micro-influencers to give them content. Their micro-influencer is a person who has like a few thousand followers, maybe 10 or 20,000. And it's funny because the big companies are seeing the value in this authenticism. And these people, they're like, oh, I just went to Walmart and here's what I bought. And they show like the clothes that they bought for back to school. Walmart's paying a lot of money to those people. And then those the small businesses are trying to make themselves look big when really they just, they want authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that's what people so, want, right? Like that's what they see. Yeah. Cause I noticed you're like live sometimes on Instagram. You're just, you just turn it on and I'm like, you're in the breeze. I know. Like, sometimes I'm like, Tyler, comb your hair, man. <laughs> you're just like, you're there. You're like, Hey, Hey, you know, and I'm like, that's pretty yeah, cool. I like it. I like I'm it. Just hanging out with my friends. And I don't know. I might yeah. change that in the future, but right now that's kind of where I'm at. I just feel like owning a business is still stressful. And I, I mean, there's huge stress that's going on with that course. Like that's just life. But I think you have to do what makes you happy. And I think if you're trying to fake something that you're not, people can smell it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I hate to bring it up, but like dentists who are out there dancing on TikTok and you can tell they hate what they're doing. You can just see it. Yeah. Or they're singing a song and it's like, this isn't you. This is what you want to be or what you think you want to be. And you shouldn't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. Just get on and talk about, I mean, you can talk about what you made for dinner last night. And people will be like, oh, this dentist loves to cook. I love to cook. I'm going to go in it and I'm going to talk about how I make homemade rear one at my cleaning. Mm-hmm. And they, all they want is a connection. And it's really easy to make that connection. Yeah. If you're yourself. Yeah. Awesome, Tyler. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can find them on the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. Or where can they reach out to you directly? Best place is Instagram. Um, just DM me, haven.dental. I don't even use my personal one. I don't even think it's logged in anymore. <laughs> because my personal one is my work one. Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. Awesome. So that's all going to be in the show notes below. And Tyler, thank you for being with me on this Monday morning yeah. marketing episode. Cool. Thanks for having me, Mike.